Hello everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries. I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. So this week, I decided to talk about a topic that was talked about a little bit in a previous episode. I think it was when I talked about quarantine and the custody and also throughout, I, I guess, every episode, you know, when I talk about kids and what's involved with them, I always add my little comments to it. But I've been uh, getting some emails and been replying and a lot of questions still about custody. And I wanted to spend an episode at least talking about it and maybe going a bit deeper down in, in that topic, which is obviously important. I mean, when you go through a divorce, we all know that, you know, having kids really makes a huge difference. It doesn't make it necessarily harder or easier, or, but it's something that has to be taken in consideration. I mean, a lot of things are done for the kids and about the kids. So I said, you know what, let's do a quick uh, episode on custody and what do we do with the kids once we decided that we'll separate or divorce, what happens with the kids? So like I said, I got a bunch of questions about that and it's not easy and there's no definite answer. I think like any other topic that I've talked about, it really depends on the relationship you have with your ex-partner. So really it starts with that. I mean, the better the relationship is, the easier it is. When the relationship with the ex is not that great, it makes everything harder, obviously. So basically the deal is to get into an agreement. And usually this is documented in the, in the agreement before you get to a divorce and what's happening with the kids. But I understand there's a lot of different questions, there's a lot of different ways of doing it, and I talked about it before. So let's go with a couple of questions I got, and I thought it would be useful to all of you guys out there. The first question is, uh, what should I ask for custody? I mean, that's always something that comes up. You know, we've been married or together for a while, we have a few kids, even if it's one kid. I mean, what do I do? What do I ask? What should I ask for custody? What am I allowed to ask? I guess the answer on that one is, is not obvious. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can ask as long as the two parents agree upon it. I mean, it could basically be full-time with either parent or 50-50 or a day uh, every or a weekend every month. So it really goes down to what is agreed upon between the, the two parents. So, and what also does one that, what is agreed between the parents. But I think even before that, the important question to ask yourself is what do you want? What type of custody do you want? So I think that's important. I mean, you have to look at at the kids, at, uh, I guess, your time, and bottom line, what do you want? The other question you have to ask, too, is also what the kids want. I think it's important to get their feedback on that as well. So with all that kind of mixed up together, you try to come up with, uh, with an agreement on how this can be done. So obviously, I mean, you know, the first thing when you get a separation, it was the same thing for me, right? I wanted to have my kids as much as possible. At the beginning so if i could have had them full time i would have said yes that's what i want but often it's not possible and my uh, personal opinion on this one is i think the kids should spend you know a decent amount of time with both parents if it's not equal amount of time with both parents i think it's important that both parents are involved in the kid's life that said it's not always possible so that's why you kind of have to look at other options the thing i've seen too like i said there's a lot of different agreement full-time either parent or 50 50 and the 50-50 can be like one week is one parent, the other week is the other parent, so you switch back and forth. Sometimes it's two weeks, two weeks. And sometimes I've seen other weird, well, weird. 
it's not weird. If you agree with both sides, it's okay. But sometimes there's a bit more complex agreements, like you spend, you know, two days here, three days there, two days here, three days there, which is okay, but it makes the coordination and school and all the activities a bit more difficult because it's kind of alternating. And also it's not always the same days that you have the kids. So it might make it a bit harder to plan for that side. So that's why I think, you know, when you go one week, one week or specific days, it might be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's me and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's you. That makes it a bit easier because at least those are predetermined days and you can actually plan around that. And also for you and for the kids as well, they can plan on their side too. And they know which days they're with you and which days they're with the other parent. Which brings me down to first thing you want to know what you want, but also I think it's important to talk to the kids or at least think about the kids and not to be too selfish. For me, for example, in my schedule, yeah, maybe having them one day, two days there, three days back and two days there is nice, but I have to think about the kids, how difficult it would be for them to go back and forth because at the end of the day, I just have to pick them up, but they have to go back and forth and that's a big problem. I think if you guys listen to my interviews with my kids, they both mentioned that, and especially my son, that that was a big thing going back and forth. And obviously the shorter the period is that one parent, you're always kind of struggling to make sure you have everything and the back and forth becomes really a pain for them. So I think that's something that we don't always think about often at the beginning, but I think it's something important to think about, like how would the kid manage with that? When they're younger, it's a bit different, but even that, when they're younger, I guess, that goes more on the parents to make sure that the kids have everything and, you know, switching kids every couple of days, it's, it can be a bit of a pain and a lot of coordination and everything. So you're not helping anybody in that case. So for sure, having a more set schedule and maybe a bit longer would help everybody. Like I said, I think talking to them what they want might be a bit difficult for them at the beginning, obviously. I mean, in their mind, what you have to keep in mind, and that's what I... I figured out at some point is obviously they want to see both their parents and they don't want to hurt anybody. So that's one thing, right? Often they won't say it, but they'll prefer that the parents make the decision on that one and just say what it is. So that way, you know, they don't really have to pick. And again, my daughter, I mentioned that when I talked to her before too, is like, that's the toughest part, right? I mean, she doesn't want to pick either parent because she loves us both. So uh, she doesn't want to make a decision on that front. So that's why she rather us decide what to do on that topic and also other topics as well. It's something that's not important to, uh, to discuss with them. So that's about the custody. The other thing is also I like another discussion about talking to the kids and that goes maybe a little bit with parental alienation. And I had some question about that, about what do you do about parental alienation? First of all, this is really a huge topic. Uh, and I was thinking even I'll probably do an episode on that one. There's some people that kind of specialize on that. And even if you listen back to the episode with Tracy Poisner, she actually spent a good amount of time on that topic. And she's also helping out some dads and moms too about parental alienation. So it's not something... Uh, small, it's hard to deal with, and also it's hard on yourself. If I can just spend a few minutes talking about that, I think the idea with parental alienation is whatever the other parent does and talks about to them and tell them, what I always did when that happened is really to tell them the truth. And, you know, if they have questions or things would happen, I will tell them how it was. 
I agree as well. There's some things maybe that the kids, depending on their age, are not ready to hear or they shouldn't hear or they might discover later on. But again, to be honest with them, to say, you know what, this is not the whole story, but one day you'll figure out what it is and and see what they say. I mean, sometime like my son kind of pressured me to talk about certain topic I wasn't really ready to talk about. But at the same time, you faced with, if you don't say anything or they feel like you're hiding things about what's happened, uh, if you lie, it's not better because they'll figure it out and eventually it will come back to you. So I always thought that kind of telling the truth was the best thing to do. And it's a lot easier to uh, stand upon uh, when you, you know, you told the truth. One other thing you have to realize is, uh, and I mentioned that before, I mean, kids are not stupid. They'll figure it out quite quickly. If it's not now, we'll be in a couple of months, we'll be in a couple of years or when they're older or whatever, but they'll figure it out and they'll remember what the parents said. That's why it's important to really be careful how you approach that topic and what you say to your kids. And for me, I mean, if I have one thing that I would like you all to remember that worked for me, I think it's probably the most important thing or takeaway from even this episode or anything about dealing with your kids and parental alienation or anything, or anything you tell them is really show them instead of just talking about it. You know, you can say whatever you want to them, but they'll look at you and look how you act and look what you do and look at how you are. And that's what they'll take at the end. So you can say whatever you want, but I think really what I did is just to be me and just show them who I am and they knew what type of person I was. And I showed them with my actions and with what I was doing. So that's what actually sticks at the end. And they know when, you know, one parent starts talking about the other parents, they start thinking, well, that's not how the other parent is acting. That's not how my dad is acting. That's not how my mom is acting. So something wrong somewhere. For me, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. I'm all about not just talking about it or really showing by example, showing your kids uh, by how you are and how you act with, with uh, their moms, but also with other people and family and everything and everybody else. So I think that's very important. So the next question that I got as well, which was an interesting question is, you know, what do you do with your kids? So let's have my kids a week out of two. What do you do with them? And it might be like kind of a simple question and you don't really think about it. But it's funny when I read that question, I was like, you know what? That's actually a great question because it's like when you have a baby, right? The first time you have a baby, you come out of the hospital. And I remember like putting my daughter in the middle of the living room and just staring at her and it's like, okay, what, what do we do now? <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not used to that. You, there's no instruction like manual to do like, what do I do with a new kid? So you have to figure it out. So uh, same thing. Once you start having your kids like every other week or, you know, a couple of days there and there. But what do you do when they're with you? It's a very important topic too. I mean, there's a difference to ask for your kids to be with you and just because you want them with you or want to have your kids with you because you want to spend time with them and do things with them. So I think what's important is, to, again, have a discussion and try to spend some time with them. And it's not easy, especially when they're older, it's harder uh, like my kids are older now and I guess my daughter, you know, she's starting to have her own life and, and even my son, he has his video game life, but uh, seriously, uh, they have their things and sometimes they don't want to have their parents around. What I've done is really to show them that I'm here. That's the first and most important thing is like, you can have activities with them. We watch some, uh, series on Netflix together and we talk about it. 
and we go out and have, you know, we have some activities, I have a coffee or have lunch, dinner or whatever uh, together. And we spend time at dinner time or we go see family and things like that. But I think the, the most important thing is just to be there for them, letting them know that you're there for them too. So they might do their thing, but often I will go to my daughter and, you know, she'll go see her boyfriend, for example, or, or even my son is playing, but I'm telling them, I say, okay, if there's anything, if there's anything, I'm, I'm here, give me a call or just come and see me. I'm always here if there's anything. It can't just stay as talk. You have to show them that. So actually, if they go and call you upon it and come and see you and they want to do something, if you push them away for some reason, or if, you know, you have to show them that you're there for them. And they'll know. And I found like uh, my kids, you know, they'll come and ask me, oh, uh, do, do, do you want to watch the show? Or do you want to spend time with me? Or do you want to talk or things like that? Which is great. I can't ask for better than that. But again, because I think I've been there for them and I've been trying to be involved and also without overstepping on them, but just telling them that I'm there and just come and see me. And, and I'll go see them too sometime. I'll bug them as well. And they might complain, but at the end of the day, I think they like they like knowing that you're there around and you care about them. So that's why I was saying, I think the key too is you can ask them, you know, if there's something wrong or if you can be of any help or if you want to do some activities with them. But I think uh, the problem that we do often is insisting maybe a bit too much. So, I mean, if they want to do it, they do it. I think it's important that they do it because they want to do it, not because they're forced to do it. They'll come to you and, and ask to do things. That's for sure. So I would say like not insisting, meaning not always bringing up the topic and everything. It's like anything else, right? The more you do it, uh, the more they'll push back off. And that's the thing about, you know, what you do, to do with the kids. So again, having younger kids might be a bit different as well. Uh, younger kids, a bit easier, I guess, because basically their parents are their lives. So <laughs> you play with them and you take care of them and you, everything you do, they're basically with you when they're, they're younger. So it's a lot, I would say easier, but I mean, you're part of their lives. So it's a lot easier on that front. When they get older, uh, it's easy to get disconnected and basically have your kids over and basically they do whatever they want on their side and you don't even interact with them the week that they're with you and they go back. So at one point, basically, they probably ask themselves why they even come over. I mean, if if there's no interaction or anything happens. So that's why I think it's important to... Uh, to make sure that they know you're there and to try to interact and have little activities to do with them. That's the thing about what to do with your kids. So another question, I would say question, actually something else I think that's important that I've been doing, and it might be a bit trickier, depends again with the relationship you have with their moms, but it's to try to see them outside your time as well. And that's one thing I think that is good, even if you can't or even if you don't, you have them, for example, a week out of two. I remember at the beginning, the week that I didn't have them, I would talk to them during that week. It's not just I just talk to them when they're with me, but I would actually talk to them and call them and ask them, oh, you want to grab a coffee? You want to do something like that? Obviously, you have to discuss with the mom and has to be okay with, with the mom. And, and it was on my side. And the opposite is also true. And also depends on the agreement you have to, and you don't want to break that agreement if the agreement is a week out of two. And and the relationship with the, the mom is not that great. You don't want to make it worse. So obviously I would suggest to discuss that before with the mom. That goes both ways. And I think that's another thing that's important, showing that it goes both ways. You know, same thing if, uh, for example, my daughter uh, wants to see uh, her mom. I mean, she just sees her mom. 
that's how I am, right? I mean, even if interior is supposed to be 50-50 or, but she can go back and forth as much as, well, as much as she wants, meaning that, you know, if she wants to spend a couple of days there to go sleep over, well, she can. And hopefully it's the same when it's the opposite. She can spend time with me whenever she wants to. So again, this is a bit trickier, but I think what it shows the kids is that you're, again, you're there for them and you're always there for them. So not only when you have them, I find on my side, they tend to, I mean, they'll call me outside their weeks or they used to wanted to do activities with me outside of their weeks. And I felt closer. And I, again, I felt that uh, even though they were not with me, I was there for them. And I think they felt the same way as well, that they could always call me and didn't have to wait or see me and didn't have to wait the time that they had to see me. So that's what I would suggest. And again, I always make the same comment, but obviously my kids are a bit older. So uh, that's easier to do when the kids are younger. uh, (laughs) That gets a bit trickier, but at the same time, why not? I mean, if you have younger kids and you agree with the mom, she wants to see the kids uh, one evening during the week. I think the key is if it works both ways, it's great because you're not just stuck to that schedule and the kids, they can uh, actually see their parents. It's easier for them instead of waiting a week, two weeks or whatever, a couple of days before seeing the other parent. During the week that they were the other parents, they can see you and, and vice versa. So I think it makes it a lot better. So that's how I've been doing with, with my kids. It's been going well. I mean, like I said, now my kids are full-time with me. So I'm lucky for that. The other question and topic as well is when they need help. Often we fall in that trap and I did too. And I try not to, but it's hard. But, you know, when they need help or they need something and you don't agree with you, I think the worst thing you can say, go ask your mom or deal with your mom, <laughs> kind of pushing them away. I know it's easy and it's, even when you're married, uh, that happens often and go talk to your mom or go talk to your dad. I think uh, often they don't want to get stuck in the middle of the conflict or especially at the beginning, right? They don't want to get stuck between you two and it's hard for them to kind of do certain thing or ask certain thing to their parents. So I think it's it, the best way would be to actually help them deal with it and to actually deal with it. And if needed to talk to the mom, you're the one that talks to the mom instead of having the kids do this. I mean, they might not say it, but often they really appreciate when you do that, do it for them, even if they're older and even if they have a good relationship with them. Uh, I think they appreciate that just because they don't want to feel like they're picking someone or they prefer someone or they don't want to feel like they're stuck in between or in some kind of, a, you know, fight between the parents or be in between the two. Bottom line, I don't want to be stuck in the middle. Like I said, it can happen anytime. Like even my daughter, I think uh, it was last week, she had a bunch of books or a couple of weeks ago, she had a bunch of books uh, for school that she wanted to buy. And I know she was asking about basically having, helping out to pay her books. And I was like, well, you know, I, I paid the school and I paid most of the things for my daughter. And I'm like, well, it would be nice because I'm giving my ex some money for my kids. So I said, oh, maybe uh, your mom could pay for that, right? But I could see in her eyes, <laughs> I could have said easily, like, go ask your mom and, and see if he can give you money. Obviously, money is always a touchy subject, but I could have said that. But instead, I asked her, do you prefer that I talk to her or you want to talk to her? So uh, she told me, yeah, you know what? Maybe I prefer you talk to her. I could feel she didn't want to get stuck in between. And she knows money is a touchy subject. At the same time, she appreciated that I was the one that actually talked to her and kind of settled that one. That was good on that front. So I think the bottom line, like the relationship that you have with your ex is important when dealing with the kids and dealing with custody and everything surrounded custody. 
So uh, obviously the better relationship it is, the better the custody agreement, the better the kids will be and the better everybody and the happier everybody will be. But realistically, it's not the case. And it wasn't the case for me for the longest time, even to this day, it's always a bit harder. But I think that's the, that's one thing that's important. Just finishing up on the custody topic, I think in my mind, it's important that the kids see both parents. I mean, they have a mom and a dad. And sometimes it's not possible for various reasons. I've been pushing for them to see their moms as much as they can and as much as they want to. But again, I won't be forcing them. Also, uh, you know, I talked about helping out and asking their mom about certain things that they don't want to ask for. There's also arguments sometimes that will happen. And I think when arguments happen too, and when there's actually conflicts between the parents, they don't want to get stuck in between. And I think it's kind of your job to not have them get stuck in between you, in between the two. Like I mentioned before, right? You just help them out on that front. All you can do is telling them you're there and uh, helping them out in whatever they want to do and try to see if it solves the problem. In my case, for example, and my son was always a bit difficult with his mom and I tried to help out as much as I could and I pushed actually my son even at some point to see his mom more and that kind of backfired to me and it was kind of seen like that I was the one causing the conflicts and everything and everything was my fault. So at one point what I decided to do and maybe uh, at one point maybe that's a good thing to do when those kind of conflicts or relationship with the other parents are not that great is I kind of took myself out of the equation. So I told my kids, well, and my son especially, I said, if you want to, you know, talk to your mom or do anything, you talk to her and she talks to you and I won't be in between. Uh, if you need me, uh, I'm there though. And I always ask about it. But as far as uh, going there and the relationship and everything else, well, I think uh, it was the best decision I made. That way now they're talking, I guess, between them. <laughs> and if my son needs anything, he'll come and see me. Or if he's frustrated or if something doesn't work or whatever, he'll come and see me. But at least now I'm not stuck in between. And that actually uh, calmed a bit of tension between uh, me and, and his mom, which is great. So that's how I kind of managed that situation with the relationship. That's not that great with his mom. And that hopefully can help as well with the other parent. But again, they're older and they can do this. When they're younger, obviously you have to take the fight for them and they can't really do that and pick whatever they want to do. I mean, they're too young to understand. So the decision, I mean, you have to be involved. So you can't just leave a four-year-old just talking with the other parent, obviously. So you have to be there uh, and, and manage it, which makes it uh, much more difficult. So I think that's it for this week. Again, another topic that comes back often, and I think I could have talked about it for a lot longer and probably have other episodes uh, brushing on the topic again, and if I get ever, ever other questions. Thank you again for the emails and the questions. I think it's great that it kind of uh, makes me think about the topic as well. And also, uh, it's nice that I can share with all of you on this one. If ever you have any questions on this, please uh, don't hesitate. A few of them already did, and it's always a pleasure. So don't hesitate to email me with your questions. And like I said, sometimes I read those questions like, ah, oh, it would be a great topic for an episode. I answer them, but at the same time, I get in front of a microphone and record an episode for you all. So please feel free to let me know. And even some topics, if you, you, know, you want to know about something specific or talk about something specific, I can do the research for you and actually make an episode on it. So 
I hope this was helpful. And if you have any question, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go on my website at www.thedivorcedaddiaries.com and you can send me an email at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com and I can also be reached through Instagram as well, The Divorce Dad Diaries. You can find me there. There's a bunch of people there. And that's, again, where I'm the most active. And Facebook group as well and Twitter. So all that is on my website. So if you go on the website, you can find that. No problem. That said, I hope you have a great week. And you all stay safe. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.